Good evening and welcome to Sporlitics, where sports and politics mix and mingle. I'm Stacey Johnson. And with me tonight is Aguna, the Nigerian moderate Republican, Stephen, the independent thinker, my cousin Chris, <laughs> Keith, the constitutional conservative who will be with us shortly, and my cousin Todd. Mm. You guys got a family reunion. <laughs> They're on two sides of the family. Uh. Happy, happy new year, 2023. I can't believe it's here. Damar Hamlin was released to medical care in Buffalo, New York from Cincinnati. The Biden administration announced new measures today to curb the influx of migrants at the southern border during the North American Leaders Summit taking place right now in Mexico City, Mexico. NFL playoffs are here. Did your team make it? We'll hear what everyone has to say. And there's a new sheriff in town. Oh, I'm sorry, a new speaker of the House in town. How is the new GOP-led House of Representatives organizing their committees? Who did you pick for the college championship football game, Georgia or Texas Christian University and why? Scientists warn that the XBB 1.5 may be the most transmissible subvariant of Omicron to date. How in the world does a six-year-old have the wherewithal to plan and execute the shooting of his teacher? And how does society and the legal system hold him in custody and accountable? And more, if we can fit it in, first up, let's start with Stephen. How did your Washington commanders do? Well, we kicked we kicked the crap out of the Cowboys like we should have. Thank you. Thank uh, you. We're we have another back Howell. We make we, Yeah, we Thirsty make Howell. keep him and Haneke and, and went. Uh, Thurston Howell care. He's playing like what they call a millionaire back then and show probably a billion day. Uh, they, they parts out, they played for themselves. Um, else to really for, but I think the Washington football team, the Redskins, I think they're in in line to be a really, really good team. All we need is a really great quarterback right now. Hal may be pretty good, but we need to the end that's gonna, you know, push him or or, or maybe a veteran. Aaron Rodgers could be, it could be, it, it, you know, we we hurting a quarterback. We have a great defense. We have a great offense. We have we had Haneke that the team would get behind, but he was ranked like 30th or 31st the, the entire time he played. But the team played well around him, and what happened was they 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 played well in spite of him and what he could do. But they liked him well enough, and it did it did a, a lot for the team. And it sh they should keep him at some capacity, but. As a starting quarterback, I'm not sure. But I think they really do have something going on that's that's really good right now. And the only thing they were missing was a quarterback, like the Eagles were before they got their quarterback. 
And that's what you need to round off a team. I th- really do think a lot of teams are just missing that one piece. And I think the skins, the skin manders, well, I think they're missing that one piece. Hey, we're missing, missing, Steven, can we address than, the elephant we're in the room? more than that one piece. I mean, our special team sucks, but Aguna. Um, I think Steven's a little bit in denial right now. Because the elephant in the room when it comes to the commanders or the skins no. or whatever you want to call formerly known as skins, Ron Rivera. He needs to be fired. Enough is enough. You know, you won eight games. He doesn't develop quarterbacks. He went and took mm-hmm. a, you know, he took a he risk on Wentz. Them. You know, you had Heineke in no, there. No, he doesn't. Need Heineke it. couldn't get in there. Now, so, uh, know what's going to happen is they're going to fire the offensive coordinator because – you know, they're going to cover up the fact that Ron Rivera needs to be fired. He's not, he's a defensive guy, right? He doesn't know how to de- develop quarterbacks. And you just said, you know, the biggest missing piece for the commanders is the quarterback, right? You went through Heineke, you went through, you know, how from Gilligan's Island's great, great grandson, you know, it, it's like, you know, the biggest, the big, an- the big elephant in the room is Ron Rivera. Ron Rivera only had like one or two winning seasons in the Carolina Panthers, maybe one. And I don't so think anybody sudden, needed to be fired at this point. They had a year. They had a better year than they, they expected they would. I don't think so, anybody should have been fired. Games, they shouldn't though. have fired it's eight the games. Still a losing season. So you won eight games. Well, who? They're headed in the, the right what's direction. What's going to happen is, especially if they sell the team, you know, in a couple of weeks or whatever, Jeff Bezos is going to come he's gonna in get there. Fired. He's going to sit there and he's going to be like, do I want this old coach or do I want something you new? Know what, you know, what happened analytics. was bringing in Carson Wentz, Whoever picked him should be fired. Ron Rivera had a part of that decision was on Carson him. Wentz is a horrible quarterback. And who picked him? Ron Rivera. Yeah, and it's hey, coach needs to fall on his sword. I understand he did. I understand he did. There's going to be a regime change. There's going to be really as soon as they sell that team, really bad. Going to come with a whole new defensive guy. Bezos is going to get rid of Ron Rivera. R- Rivera should not have as much power as he has. They need to take the power from him and put it towards someone else. As far as what yeah, he does, you know, you know how you take the job. power, you fire him. That's how you take his power. You fire but him. But that quarterback was They're going to come in. Well, Bezos is going to come in. They're going to build a beautiful stadium in Northern Virginia, right? And all the housing values and stuff are going to go up. They're going to they're going to leave Prince George County. They're going to move across the river to Northern Virginia. You're going to have this new stadium. You're going to get rid of your coach. You're going to probably fire all the coordinators. Hopefully some of the defense stays around, but they they need to rebuild the whole team. I mean, it was a glimmer of hope at the end of the year by beating the Cowboys, but ultimately you're going to have to clean the house. Okay. So let me, let me hear from Chris. Chris, let's hear about, you know, first off your team and specifically. Well, we beat the Eagles uh, as well. But we have, yeah, we, you know, Actually, Washington. <laughs> How'd that work Washington out for helped you? us. How'd that work out? Washington helped us get helped us, and Aguna will talk about that in a minute. But first, let's have Chris talk about his team and Demar Hamlin. Go ahead, Chris. Uh, of course, you know Demar Hamlin had to have CPR on the field. Uh, he was starting. The, the play was was nothing. It was just a, a basic tackle, but he had a heart attack on the field, and uh, they had to revive him with CPR. So, of course, the Buffalo Bills playing for Damlin went out and crushed the New England Patriots. They stole the, the number one seed from us by giving it back to Kansas City, which they shouldn't have done. Right? I mean, it's neither here nor there. You probably would have came back and beat Cincinnati anyway, but we're going to be the future Super Bowl champs over the Eagles. Hey, well. 
And so what happens? That's all that happened with your team. Thank you for the opportunity. That's, that's all that happened with your team. No. Uh, Do you want to like talk I about said, DeMar? He was, what happened with him where he is now? Sure. Uh, he's out of the hospital. He's, uh, he's out of the hospital. He's back in Buffalo. Uh, I'm, I'm assuming he's with his family. Uh, thoughts and prayers are with him for sure. But it was a very, very, very scary situation. Um, I've never seen anything like that. I've been watching football since I was 10 years old on TV. And I've never, ever seen I've seen players get hurt, ambulances come on the field and whatnot, but never somebody giving somebody CPR on the field. I mean, that was I, – I, I was scared. I, I didn't even want to watch the rest of the game, much less play the rest of the game. Uh, so we're just thankful that as well, and uh, hopefully he can continue to progress. And I sincerely hope this young man does not go back and play football. As much as I love football, I really hope he doesn't go back and play. I hope he saved his money and he can go on with his life and do something else. Well, let's look at the uh, – I want to look at the um, sign they have for DeMar. Um, and our thoughts and prayers are with him and his family. But this is a T-shirt that everyone was really wearing all over the NFL. Uh, love for DeMar, number three. His teammates had the three on their, um, on their uh, jerseys. Put on there, and is is our thoughts and prayers are definitely with him. So I want to get. Got, I hope he got that seven ninety nine. Well, you know, he um, everyone also contributed to his. Um, what was that? They when you raise money, his, uh, foundation is toy drive or yeah, his yeah, toy yeah, drive. Yeah, twenty five hundred to eight million. Uh, I think I read that Demar gets about eight hundred thousand dollars. He's a new player. He's about 25 years old. He only gets $800,000 a year, which for NFL players is kind of low. Um, but I want everyone to make a comment about this before Aguna talks about the most important uh, team in football who will win the Super Bowl regardless of I, I will, I will say this, Stacey. Uh, the yes. Bills did did honor his contract. They are going to pay him for the rest of the year until he's healthy, and they're also paying his medical bills. So he still gets his money for, from his football contract. He's not – he's not – He's richer than I am, but I mean, he's not rich by football standards. But I mean, eight hundred grand a year is still pretty good money. That is very good money. Um, cousin Todd, did you want to say something uh, about Demar Hamlin? No, I just uh, I saw the um, like everybody else saw him on the field, and it was it was really scary. And I didn't don't think it was a heart attack per se. It was it's this freak thing. I heard a a doctor describing it as getting hit at a certain part of the body. Uh, and this happens, he said, it's rare, but it happens. Uh, people in car accidents, uh, the steering wheel will hit them in the chest at a certain area, and this is what happens. But um, I'm just glad he survived it. And um, $800,000 is not a lot. I was hearing people say, I'd like your cousin about retiring. <laughs> I hope he saved his money. No, it's not, not retiring. Well, I mean, but, from but football. You don't do something else. Yeah, from right. football, sure. Well, yeah, the $800,000 is not a lot of money. And so, and these guys go into commentating, but usually uh, that field is all dried up, you know, and he's only 20. Well, you know, 
I think he, they're going to take care of him. I mean, they honored his contract. And you're right, $800,000 in the grand scheme of things where you take out taxes and you start paying right. all your trainers and everybody right. that, you, that got but you what there. what do you mean not they're going to take care of him? They're, they're going to take mean? care of him. He's, he's going to be the face of certain things going forward. Oh, okay. Um, so so he's yeah. saying, in other words, I guess he's saying he's going to have a job. They're yeah. going to make sure yeah, he has a job. job. But okay. what if he yeah. wants to? But my thing is, what if he wants to go back? Who, and why I, are you and I think he will he go, go back. back to playing football. Yeah, that understand. is a freak occurrence. Which no, I also not hope he'll go back again. to playing football. Yeah, right. Well, it, it all comes down to clearance, right? So medically cleared. I mean, mm -hmm. hopefully there was not a pre. He had it. He didn't have any other preconditions that kind of exacerbated the injury. Aguna, you remember when Teddy Bruschi had a stroke and sat out for the rest of the year? He used to play for the Patriots. Yeah. And then he came back and played football again and won defensive comeback player of the year. I mean, this man had a stroke and on, on the football. He didn't have it on the football field, but he had a stroke. So for him to come back, I mean, people come back all the time. Pay yeah, I mean, we have, we have the technology, right? But, again, it's going to be mm, – I don't know, man. It, it, because the thing is, because you're talking about a very small select few of athletes in the world that can even yeah. make it to the league, let alone play in the league – and you need a certain amount of mental toughness to be able to compete at that level, right? Absolutely. And, and to have this type of tra traumatic – and it was traumatic for all of the players on the field to see that, to see your teammate or your mm -hmm. opponent getting CPR, you know, about to die on the field in front of everybody. It was like that stadium was just quiet because it was like, what in the world's going on, right? So mm -hmm. that stuff, you know, you don't, you don't come back from that just with the same instincts that you would if that never had occurred. So yeah, hopefully he can come back. It'll be a great story. It'll be a great opportunity for him, but it, it takes a lot to have that mental toughness to be in the NFL, let alone overcome some type of experience like that. But I mean, it's happened. Like Chris was saying it, I mean, it's happened. You know, you got these guys that, and these guys are warriors, right? So they can, they can, they can sustain things that most people myself <clears throat> cannot. But that that's that's going to be pretty almost die on the football field like that in front of everybody like and that's just, yeah. I mean <laughs> I'm sure I'm sure his family's telling him not to go back. Well, some of them are. Some of them probably are, are relying on him. Quite honestly, yeah, these guys got a lot of pressure. I hope he does what's best for him. So um, yeah, whatever is best for him, we we hope. Uh, Aguna, please tell us about. The best team in the NFL today. Right. The NFC East champs for 2022 season, the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah, I mean, yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I got, truth be told, I got a lot of love for Buffalo. You know, Sean McDermott used to coach in the Eagles. There are a lot of good players that played in both franchises, Shady, Jason Peters, you know, you got a lot of good guys that, you know, those are very intertwined if you look at this coaching staff and look at some of the players and stuff. So in Buffalo, of course, has gone through a lot of the same experiences that the Eagles have with trying to chase a championship. And, you know, and they're and again, they're very heavily favored for this year to make it to Arizona, especially out of the AFC. I mean, this is a, a good time, but. The Eagles right now, um, you know, they overachieved this year. You know, there was questions about Jalen Hurts, his accuracy. He, um, he he proved a lot of naysayers wrong. You know, they're still a young team. Um, and, you know, to have to rattle off 14 wins in a season in the NFL is, is phenomenal. Now we're in the playoffs, so the season starts over again. So now you have enough gas in the tank to win two or three games in a row 
make it to the Super Bowl and, and let alone win the Super Bowl, right? So the Eagles kind of sputtered here in December. You saw the injury to Jalen Hurts in Chicago. You know, Minshew played against Dallas. He played against, you know, the Saints. The Saints game was horrible. Now I was at that game and Minshew looked like, you know, Uncle Rico, like he was living in a van and just tried to come out there at the last minute and play. And it was just horrible. So, and then the Giants game, you know, everyone was expecting the Eagles to just destroy them because we had all our starters in there. But there was a very conservative game plan. And they were trying to get out of that game with a win, but also with no injuries. And they were able to accomplish both. So that's all well and good. You got two weeks to rest up and to see whoever you're going to see. I mean, the NFC is very – has a lot of parity in it in the sense of any one of these teams could beat anybody else, right? Even San Francisco plays Seattle. I mean, there's a lot of teams that, you know, it's, any, it's anybody's chance as long as you're hot. But what the Eagles have to do from that number one seed position is execute. You're no longer going to be on the road, so even if you lose, you're going to be at home. So all you got to do is go out there and play your game. And the defense has been quietly good over the last uh, couple months. I mean, they've given up some opening drives. They've given up – they've let some of these backup quarterbacks drive on them a little bit. But, I mean, at the end of the day, the season is over. The regular season's over. And I can definitely say that the Eagles have surpassed expectations from last year. Last year we were 9-8. and eight. You know, we didn't have an offensive line. There was all these question marks. There were no good receivers. Now you're in the playoffs again. And Jalen – and Jalen has really grown into an excellent leader and quarterback. Yeah, yeah. He, I he, see him thanking his, you know, left guard, his right tackle, his center. Todd, yeah. do you know what those those he does, he doesn't are? know what those yes, people are. Ma'am. He thinks that. But here's the thing. Yes, I do. He's very they he's are, very articulate. I don't want to no say this different. as a black hey, man hey, can't hey. be articulate. They're no different about? than a forward, just with more clothes on. Todd, you know, okay. Thank you, Todd. You're welcome, ma'am. So, you know, Jalen is a Q, right? So right, when I say he's very articulate, you know, I'm giving him a compliment because not, not a lot of Omegas are articulate, right? So, but anyway, but he's proved a lot of naysayers wrong, right? He's gotten out there. He's been, you know, he's been calm and collected. Because there were a lot of doubters. Most Eagles fans, i say 75% of them, had question marks when it comes right. to Jalen Hurts. Now, those of us who followed him Not in anymore. Oklahoma, we were like, look, he's a competitor. You know, he just needs some reps. He needs consistency. And so for Sariani in his second year and to, ha- to have Jalen mature and advance the way he has, you know, this is we're in a very good position as a franchise. On top of that, even though we lost to the Saints, we do have the number 10 pick in the draft next year in addition to wherever we end up in the playoffs. So God forbid that we win the Super Bowl. We have the 32nd pick and the 10th pick. You know, we have a lot of cap space because Carson Wentz is off the books. And, you know, you're going into the offseason in a relatively good position, you know, you know, building on this season. Now, they'll probably take a step back next year because how do you win more than 14 games in a season? That's This is not college football where you can have, you know, perennial – four or five year runs making yeah but they get paid enough money work and get it done they get paid you know this this salary cap this turnover on coaching staff we'll probably lose both of our our defensive coordinator and our offensive coordinator this offseason they'll probably get offered head coaches head coaching jobs so it's very hard in the nfl to stay consistent for more than maybe two years if you're lucky two or three 
I mean, so teams like Buffalo, you know, Buffalo's Buffalo is doing what New England used to do, right? So you have a weekend AFC East, and they're like they're the cream of the crop. So they're they're actually in a position where they won the AFC East multiple times. But as you can okay, see, so Aguna, over the before, time, you're going to have people trying to – because I think they lost their defensive coordinator, their offensive coordinator. You know, so as these teams get successful, you start fleecing, you know, some of your talent. So, so Aguna, be before uh, – let me ask Chris and then Steven. Chris, what do you see the playoffs? What do you what do you see everyone going now, um, you know, in the AFC North? Or let's just do AFC versus NFC. How about that? I think Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is going to win the AFC game. They're not going to go to the Super Bowl, but they're going to win their playoff game. Uh, the Bills are going to basically stomp our way through the playoffs, and we'll probably, hopefully, meet the Philadelphia Eagles in the playoffs. Uh, but I think the and, Dallas is going to be Tampa Bay. No, 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 no. You can't. The Super Bowl's in Arizona. Right. So, but so you so you're saying that. You're saying that the Bills are going to di- – so what's, the scenario is the first team you play is Miami, right? So I think you yes. got to I don't know if Tua is going to play. You don't know if Tua is going to play. I mean, yeah. you do have the the Buffalo Bill killer in Miami, which is Tyreek Hill. So yeah. if Tua plays and Tyreek Hill does what Tyreek Hill does, you got Waddle from Alabama there. It's a tough I mean, game. That may be a better game. But again, Miami and the cold and Buffalo, I don't see them coming into Buffalo yeah. and winning that game, right? And so now Jacksonville, though, Jacksonville versus I think they're playing Cincinnati. The Chargers. No, no, they're playing um the Chargers. Yeah. They're gonna, so, they're gonna win you know, that game. That's gonna be an interesting on one. Because Jacksonville's on a roll is a darling. He's a darling yeah. of the NFL. And it's an LA franchise. And remember, LA won it last year. You know, they want it's a big market town. So yeah. they want some buzz around that. Now they are going to Jacksonville, and but Trevor Lawrence versus Herbert—that's going to be a good matchup. That's something that—that's the future it's of the NFL. You have these your old coach too, quarterbacks. So, but I do think right. I do think Jacksonville Patterson. pulls that off. Yeah. Um, and then I then I think if that happens, who's the other? Who's the other? Who's the third? Oh, Cincinnati plays the Ravens. Baltimore. They're going to beat the yeah. Ravens. Okay. Yeah, they are. So you're going to have Cincinnati coming to Buffalo. And you're gonna have no. Who's gonna come to? Is it Jacksonville will come? To, no, no. Jack, Jacksonville will go to Kansas City. Cincinnati will come to Buffalo. So wait, I'm gonna put it up here. It's gonna be a rematch of the Hamlin game, and it's gonna be yeah. an emotional game, and everybody's gonna go crazy. Mm-hmm. And so, what you're gonna end up having is, I think, it's gonna be Kansas City versus Buffalo for the first time ever at a neutral site for the AFC Championship game. Or they may play the Flyers. And so, anyway, Todd. So you have Kansas City versus Buffalo. At a neutral site somewhere like Dallas or something, you know, someplace that has a big venue and a dome, yeah. and people can sell it. That's yeah. that. That will be the that will be the Super Bowl before the Super Bowl. Yeah. So okay. So what are you guys going to have? All those ticket sales, all the buzz around look Hamlin. Look at the screen. It's going to be crazy. So look at the screen. You have the Seahawks and the 49ers, the Chargers 40, and the Jaguars. 49ers. The 49ers will win that game, though okay. it's going to be closer than what people think. You know, I think Seattle's going to be one of those things where they're going to surprise you a little bit, keep it close, but then 49ers, you know, Kittle, McCaffrey, they're going to go off somewhere in late in the fourth yeah. quarter and, and pull away. But, yeah, 49ers definitely won in that. And I'll go with the Jags against the Chargers. I, I think it'll be a close game, though. Um, the Chargers, I mean, they got some they got some weapons. And um, yeah. if, if the Chargers happen to win that game, 
they're going to be pretty dangerous. They'll be a dangerous team to play. Um, but I think Jacksonville pulls that off because, again, okay. I'm rooting for Doug Peterson. No you know, way. So. No way they can beat the Flyers. And Serena, All right, then, Serena's the quarterback. Okay. Then we've got the Dolphins and the Bills and the Giants versus Vikings. The Bills oh. will definitely win against the Dolphins. The Vikings and Giants. This is going to be an interesting game, right? The Giants have the firepower to beat the Vikings, but the Vikings show up, they win that game. But for the problem is, you know, Kirk Cousins in the playoffs has never been consistent. So mm-hmm. I think he's a little bit focused that first game because of his reputation of folding. So I do think the Vikings will pull that out. But if they don't and the Giants win, that means the Giants are coming to Philly for a third time, <laughs> a third matchup, which mm. I think the Eagles will still beat Daniel Jones. I, we'll beat their star. We should, but anyway. But, okay. yeah, but I, I do think the Vikings pull that off. I think, the Vikings, I think the Giants are going to win. I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. The Vikings may take that whole thing to the World Series. So I named two people to play for the Vikings. So, Stephen, <laughs> Serena Williams and Venus. So then we have – <laughs> For the Vikings. Then we have, excuse me, Darryl then we have Dawkins the and Dr. J. NFL wild card round and the NFL wild card round, the Ravens and the Bengals and the Cowboys and the Buccaneers. Who you yeah, got? Bengals definitely winning that first one yeah. um, just because, first thing, they got Burrow and he's Hollywood. Hollywood, you know, he's going to win that game. And then I don't know who the quarterback for the Ravens is going to be. Who's, I mean, is Lamar Jackson going to be back by then? I don't know. But I, I just they they handed they beat down the Ravens the last game of the year. They'll probably beat them down again in the playoffs. Okay, um, Chris. Uh, the Bengals are going to crush the Ravens. I mean, they're just too good. I mean, I, then, I mean, I hate this. And the Cowboys are going to beat the Buccaneers. Okay. That, um, now, now Steven, this is where first thing I will never go on record. Wait, wait, before you do that, let me get Steven. Going for the Cowboys. Go ahead, Steven. Who do you got in that next game? You have to unmute your mic, Steven. He's got to unfreeze his screen. The FBI, I think, still has their surveillance (laughs) on him down there. He's in the basement over there. Okay, so Nas, Nas is on. Nas, who do you have for that? The Ravens versus the Bengals and the Cowboys versus the Buccaneers? Yeah, as far as I know, Lamar's done for the season. So yeah, Cincinnati and uh, Tom Brady is really old. So Dallas. Yeah. yeah okay. So here's my Tampa thing. I will be a lone wolf right here. Tampa, oh boy. First thing, because I hate the Cowboys. No mistake about it. I will never root for the Cowboys. I know that's an emotional decision on my part, but I'm still gonna say, be the devil's advocate and say this: when when Tom Brady is in the playoffs. It's a completely different animal. Now, I know they struggled all year. All right? That's true. I know this is going to be – I'm looking at it like this. They beat the Cowboys week one. They're going to beat them at the end of the year, too. And I'm going to tell you how they're going to do it. Dak Prescott's going to go in there, throw some interceptions. You're going to have Tom Brady is finally going to show off. He's going to rust off – he's going to shake off the rust. Because here's the thing. Tom Brady has never lost to the Cowboys, A. Two – I don't think Tom Brady has ever lost in the first round of the playoffs in his whole career. I don't think he, I don't think it's happened, and maybe once, but I well, don't know. Don't quote me on that. But you're going to have Tom Brady in the playoffs. He may retire after this year. We don't know, right? I don't think he's going to go out to Dallas at home. For the way it looks, 
check down, check down, check down. Old man can't get it out there no more. Man, it yeah. is what it is. He washed man, it. First thing, what, what are you basing that on? Because the Falcons, the beat, he did one series against the Falcons. He, he Swiss cheesed y'all. He had nothing to play for, right? He went down against the Falcons, Swiss hmm. cheesed y'all, warmed up with Evans. That's all he oh. needs. He, I mean, he's he's not new to this, but he's true to this. He's gonna go down there and he's gonna shock the world and beat Dallas. Man. Oh, give me because a break! Again, you gotta look at what Vegas says. Vegas is gonna say the Cow- they've been saying Cowboys are gonna beat Tampa Bay since week six. <laughs> I mean, like you know, when we go to the playoffs, we're gonna beat Tampa Bay, and out of this, it's gonna Aguna be like a home road game or whatever. Talking. <laughs> I don't think it plans out like that. And there's big money in the NFL right now when you when the Cowboys lose. To see Cowboy fans crying and everything like that on the side, that's big Man. money. Here's Skip Bayless the Monday afterward be with all the excuses and all that stuff on sports. That's big money for the NFL. So don't be surprised. Right. If Brady pulls I mean, it that's enjoyable either way. Cowboys fans crying, hey, I win. Tom Brady's downfall, I win. So either way, well, I'm well we already had one downfall, one old man downfall with um with Aaron Rodgers not being in the playoffs. Because I I you I was I was really thinking that Aaron Rodgers was somehow going to sneak into the playoffs. He had it all laid out, but he's become the um, the heel of the NFL for the last several seasons. So just like Aaron Rodgers failing, they love to see the Cowboys fail too. But they don't well, like to see I have Brady a question. fail. Why can't um, they get, instead of Tom Brady, why don't they get back Randall Cunningham? Oh, <laughs> he's too busy being a reverend in Vegas. He's, he's, he's running his church senior, out in Vegas. You got Tom Brady, and he's a senior citizen. So, Todd, you, are you wearing a turtleneck, Todd? Because it may be a little tight. You may be choking yourself. Why out, are you? It's cutting relation to your brain. And you're saying, you're saying all so, this. I want to move on to college football championship, Nas. Uh, I'm sharing it. my screen. Skip it. Uh, you wanted to tell Nas. I think you wanted to tell something to. Uh, who did you want to tell it to, Nas? Oh, no, I was just going to ask Keith, how come God didn't come out and save Texas Christian University? Why did he allow it <laughs> to beat down like that on national television? Well, you'll have to ask God that question, sir. <laughs> aren't, aren't you like the God liaison on the show, Keith? Aren't you the liaison? I have more access than you would have, sir. Otherwise, well, you'd be it, well didn't you say, is he black or white then? God respects all persons. <laughs> So, so Chris, I'm going to ask Chris, Chris, do you want to talk about this score? If you look at this, I'm sharing the screen, this Google, uh, what happened? TCU, TCU made it to the, to the final game, basically, but they were in no way, not even close to a good football team as Georgia. Um, they were just overmatched. The the coach even said they were overmatched. Uh, TCU is basically a mid, a mid major school. They're not even, uh, what, what conference are they in, Aguna? Uh, the, the Big 12. Name Big 12, yeah, Big 12. Ridiculous. It's ridiculous. You know, yeah. you, know why I don't, you know why I don't like TCU? Because Jalen Rager, that the Eagles drafted in front of Justin Jefferson, came from TCU. And he, had, he put up these great numbers at TCU. He was mm-hmm. killing folks. You know, it was like, okay, yeah, we're going to go out on a limb and get Jalen Rager over Justin Jefferson out of TCU. And this is why. It's smoke and mirrors. You think they're better than what they are. They get in the playoffs. Yeah. They beat Michigan. Everybody's jumping up and down. Is coming out of Texas and all this. And it was that was ridiculous. That was an embarrassment. Yeah. And I don't think anybody from the Big 12 will ever, at least for the next seven years, 
be allowed in the college football playoff. They're going to be like Hawaii. You know, Hawaii used to go there on 15 and 0 and stuff like that, and they still yeah. be ranked number 25. Right. Because you just couldn't trust them. Stephen, <laughs> what did you think about this college football championship game? What the hell, Stephen? I don't know. This is Stephen is. Stephen, you know, well, here's the thing. Let's ask Todd. Todd. Stephen is frozen. The FBI what is. What did you think Steven. about this college football championship score? If you look at the screen. Oh, no. Here we go. <laughs> you see that screen score? What did you think, Cousin Todd? I think that the Phillies should have won that. And that way, the Phillies would have taken the Stanley Cup. But this is the other thing. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to talk about Aguna's clothes. What does he have around his neck? Is that a gold chain or is that a rope? These are my bees. These are my good luck bees. <laughs> hey, quiet, Ty. Whatever you're eating, hey, whatever you're eating on the show, Ty, you need to finish it. That way we can it skip was a mint. next time. It was a mint. Uh, where you get this necklace from? Yeah, where's what is this necklace? I got what this from the streets of New Orleans. Right? <laughs> and you, you think know, it from to be worn? And so I brought it up here as, my <laughs> as jewelry. Hey man, come on! Now. Right. I can only imagine you in New Orleans and what you would do for beads down there, Todd. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. What's happening? <laughs> what do you mean? What's happening? You don't want to know, Keith. All right, Keith so we're going to move on. I need to see you been saying that for the last ten years. Yes. Oh, look, there he is. Yes. The the going problem in and out. with the game. There. He's going in and out. Hey, sorry about that. Nas, you there? Stephen, you're going in and out. Stephen, you go. Stephen, you man, go you're going to have to come out the basement. Well, why don't, don't you just go over Keith's house and do the show yeah. from there? Oh, God. He's closer <laughs> to there. He's closer to right. you. Everybody, you so, well, I'll, I'll summarize what Stephen said. Joe Biden, Joe Biden, Joe Biden, freedom, liberty, <laughs> independence. Yeah, you know, yeah, if TCU only had Hunter Biden's laptop, information <laughs> on that, then so, I think we need to hold a Benghazi hearing. I want to talk about. And cousin Todd, you can start it. How does a six-year-old have the wherewithal to get a gun, put it in his backpack with a cell phone? Right. Go to school. Wait. Yeah. This is two o'clock. He's yeah. been in school since the morning. <clears throat> he yeah. actually went to lunch because mm -hmm. it's two o'clock. Right. So he went to school. He held that gun in his backpack all day until two o'clock, pulled it out and shot his teacher. What in the world is going on? Right. Well, um, this is what I say uh, when people like Stephen and Keith talk about uh, everybody should have a gun. Everybody should be able to get a gun. But you have to be responsible to have a gun. And this is what happens when you hear about all these shootings. This just so happens he was a six-year-old child. But it's always the child getting hold of the parents' guns and going up and shooting the schools or shooting the uh, churches or shooting up places. And so the parents have to take responsibility for this. There's no reason that child should have been able to get a hold of that gun. And then the um, sophistication of that child 
to uh, wait around like that, to have it in their mind, first of all, that I'm so mad at this teacher, I'm going to shoot her. Now, maybe not knowing I'm going to kill her, but the fact of the matter is to want to shoot your teacher, uh, it, it so is my, my question also to, you, to finish it out is, why does this happen so much more in the United States and, and not in other countries? Because we have more guns in the United States than anywhere in the world because of people like Keith and Stephen. Second Amendment right, even if you're crazy. Second Amendment right, even if you beat your wife and you got a criminal record. Second Amendment right. They don't stop to think, wait a minute now, too many people are dying unnecessarily. And we should have background checks and you should be, like Keith says, you gotta show your ID to get a driver's license. So you should have to prove that you are mentally stable and responsible, then you may okay, get a so gun. That's, that's a little hard to do when you're talking about a six-year-old, Stephen, let me ask you, no, how do you hold parents. a six-year-old criminally responsible for premeditation and shooting their teacher? You just pretend he's black. That was for Stephen. I know, but he wouldn't say it, so I did. Stephen? Stephen? Steven. Okay. Um. <clears throat> we can't hear you. You have to take yourself off a of mute. We can't hear you. You're on mute. We can't mute. hear you, Steven. We can't hear you. Okay, now, don't keep going back and forth, Cray Cray. Just Who are you talking to? It one time. That's it. Now you're in. Steven? Say no to drugs, Steven. Okay. So let me ask, until Stephen can get back, let me ask Chris, um, how do you criminally charge a six-year-old and keep them in custody when you when a six-year-old isn't in custody? You know, you have older people in juvenile detention centers or in jails like Riker, uh, Rikers Island or places like that. Uh, the, the fact of the matter is that kid probably went home to his mother where he got the gun from. If anybody's going to be criminally charged, it's going to be um, you might want to give the kid some sort of, sort of psychiatric counseling. Uh, he's definitely going to go be in juvenile hall eventually. Because he shot a teacher and almost killed her. But, I mean, is he going to do 20 years in prison for it? No. His mother might. I mean, she probably should because she allowed him access to the gun. I mean, kids are too desensitized these days. Uh, so you see a fight, you pull out your phone, you start taking pictures of it instead of trying to help somebody. Somebody's in the car wreck, you take out your phone, you start taking pictures, you start trying to help the person. So, I mean, society's too used to violence. So let, me ask, so let me ask Aguna, who has a child in primary school, how responsible are parents for that? Aguna, if that were to happen, God forbid, you know, you wouldn't be on the show anymore. You'd be up in the big house, right? Yeah, you, you, you know, most Americans are for responsible gun ownership, and that means keeping it in a safe place, um, mm -hmm. keeping it... Yeah, out of harm's reach for especially, you know, juveniles, kids in your house. Um, but at the same time, you know, the more guns you have, the more opportunities there are for things like this to happen. It doesn't mean that you ban all guns, but you do have to have some type of accountability on the side of the, you know, the parents in order to 
um, to prevent these things from happening. Now, I know Keith and Steven would be like, hey, if the teacher was armed, she could defend herself or something like that against <laughs> a six-year-old. It's like when we put more guns out there to deter gun violence. And, you know, law enforcement even, even will say, hey, you know, the more guns you have, the more opportunity and the more li less likely we're able to determine who the good guy is from the bad guy. This is a very <clears throat> unfortunate situation um, the, because, to Chris's point, violence has been desensitized in society. And on top of that, you have the politicalization. You know, they're going to make this political, right? So you, immediately you're going to have people entrenched on both sides talking about, you know, why you know, you need to have stricter gun laws or, you know, have more guns, those type of things. But at the end of the day, you have lives have been changed by this. You know, you have a six-year-old who, to Chris's point, will probably end up in the criminal justice system somewhere. I mean, to have that type of behavior um, from a six-year-old that early is usually an indication of other things. And so mm -hmm. that's why they're probably keeping it very private because there's, there's a lot of investigation that has to happen. You know, if you just think about all the questions we have on this show about yeah, how to get a hold of at gun, the same time, what happens to teachers. It's going to be a lot of stuff to unpack the, about the situation. At the same time, the, uh, children watch a lot of cartoons. So I don't know that he knew that shooting her would actually kill her. I don't believe that. So let me get Ethan here. Well, wait a minute. Again, I, I don't know Ethan. if they okay. understand the finality of I death. Get... They may not understand the finality yeah. of death. But they do you know that hey, I'm hurting you. I have some intent here to harm you. Yeah, and you know that. So Keith, okay. you used to deal with you used to be in the school. So training occurs and the schools get better at dealing with it. You know, like they have that shooter training and the lockdown trainings. And they said they had already practiced for a school lockdown, so they were familiar with it. But why not prevent it? And they really didn't expect it in an elementary school. So what well, do they do now in terms of preparing and training elementary school students? Well, okay, it's a real simple answer, but I know that the guys on this show, they're not going to accept it. So that I understand already. But I'm just going to tell it to you because this is my opinion. In my opinion, as a professional, I am an, I am an armed, I, I train people. I train people to protect themselves. And I think, in my opinion, that kids ought to be trained as early as possible. I was 10 years old when I first learned to use a rifle, a, a 22 rifle, that's 10 years old. Now this kid was six, but uh, it doesn't, it, you know, you can teach kids early the safety, the importance of safety. Now Todd made a statement, he said, he doesn't know if that kid knew what he was, that it would kill somebody. Well, <laughs> come on, if you teach kids about safety and that this gun kills and take them out on the range, and show them what a gun will do, the power of a gun, this can help in training the kid to discipline himself so that uh, he does not use it, abuse it uh, in a way that he shouldn't. And that that I know is true. You can teach kids young how so to use it. I'm going to ask Nas. Wait a minute, i got to bring Nas in here. Nas, um, the school superintendent of that school district said they were not prepared for a six-year-old to do that. I watched the video. Um, how do you prepare for a six-year-old to do it? Uh, you don't. Uh, this is beyond the superintendent. This is beyond the principal. This is beyond anything on the school ground. Uh, this is basically a case. This this side goes back to P.C. Heller. 
where people were arguing and saying, hey, if I have my gun in my home and I have it in a safe storage space, then that stops me from being able to defend my home if the moment, uh, you know, happens where something dangerous, uh, a break-in or, or whatever, all of the gun nuts try to bring up their fantasy story about why they have to have the gun. So ultimately, the parents are going to be punished severely for this. Uh, man, it's going to be rough. Who knows what's going to happen to this child? Like, this is like new ground here. So whatever framework they come up with, it's going to be used in any future situation where this might possibly happen. But yeah, this is beyond the school. There's no, there's no prep for this. There's no getting ready for this. This is okay. So was this kid taught and and Keith is making his gun safety point. Was this kid taught how to use a firearm and all of the things about a firearm and also, uh, just the lack of preparation and the, the fact that it wasn't locked away in a way that the kid couldn't get it. The fact that the kid took the gun to school with him, I mean, that's, you know, one thing. Was there all day with the gun? How yeah. to use it, that's another. So, yeah, this is. And that was, man. you know, and that was a nine millimeter. So, if anyone knows anything about guns, um, a nine millimeter is not a revolver. You know, it's it's not that easy. Um, you gotta, you gotta be able to move. That's a hard, a nine millimeter. Does any, does anybody want to talk about the difference between a nine millimeter and a revolver in terms of being able to, to let, yeah, recoil, not even talk about the recoil. You gotta, you gotta load it. And the difference between a revolver and a nine millimeter is a big difference. Aguna, Chris, Nas, Todd. Yeah, there there is a big difference. Not necessarily in caliber. The, the main difference between a revolver and a nine millimeter is just that one's uh, one has a clip and one doesn't. I mean, you can get no, a revolver. No, but I mean, in terms of of loading a chamber to shoot it. Yeah, yeah, you yeah. have to pull back the rack. You got to rack it up. You got to rack it back and then pull it, pull the trigger, and you're gonna get a, a recoil. So I'm I'm wondering, you know, whether this kid even knew actually if the parent already taught if he'd shot before. You know, if he fired. Yeah, how did he know? You know what I mean? Does he know the difference between, you know, putting the 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 bullet in the chamber and pulling it back on a nine millimeter versus a revolver? You know, right. how did he even yeah. know that? Yeah, this was already loaded. This, this is a good point. The parental involvement and teaching that boy whatever they taught him without the idea of was his mind prepared for it? This is a child. Why are you teaching them about guns? Like, why are you fetishizing guns so much to the point yeah, where you and, think your six-year-old child needs to have gun training? Like, Right. And cool. so that's going back to what Keith is saying, that you need to teach kids as early as possible. You know, at, you know, safety, I get that. But do these kids really have the capacity in this desensitized world to comprehend, hey, you know what? This gun can kill somebody. And there are repercussions for this. Right. There's repercussions. They're not coming back if I actually shoot this gun and kill somebody. And by the way, I can get into big trouble. At a six years old, do you really understand that finality of what you're doing? So we have a comment from a viewer. Paper Doll at 816 says, if kids, if you can see it down here, if kids have enough maturity or rationale to handle, learn about guns, then hey, why can't six, eight, or 10-year-olds vote? Cousin Todd? (laughs) <laughs> you have to take your mood off cousin todd I, you've got it on i can't take it off okay. hey 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 oh my gosh you really have a clown show in congress 
that's Congress good, will be a circus after that. That's a good point. Um, It'll be a Toys R Us. I'm a okay, Aguna. I'm I agree with her. I, she what she's saying is it is ridiculous. I didn't know paper dollars are her. I don't. <laughs> but paper, them I'm he just, she they. What use your correct pronoun, Todd? Well, what difference does it make? Um, you know what I find funny? Girls don't mind being called dude, right, Stephen and Keith and Aguna, or bro. But if she calls you girl or ma'am, oh, it's a big deal. That's because men hate women so bad. They'd rather oh, no. be called anything than a girl. Okay, now let me, like let me get back. Okay. Come on. Go don't let him get away with that. Don't have all day. Okay, wait. Don't let him get away with that. Uh, what is going on here? Now, uh, we'll get back into that conversation at a later date because that is real men biased. don't dye their beards, Todd. <laughs> real men don't wear pearls either. So now, this is what I was saying. What what Paper Doll was saying was how ridiculous it is to train a six year old on how to use a weapon. At six years old, they're playing with toy guns and, and things like that, which they should. They should not be trained on weapons when they're not even uh, in middle school. It is just dumb. And this is what you call growing children up way too fast. Now, the, the child... Society's have, doing that. The, well, I don't know what his environment is like, but... Um, I, I don't know. The mother has to take responsibility for what that yeah. child did. It, it is a it is a very yeah. slippery slope, right? So I mean, you you you're depending on the environment, like you said. I know. You look at what's going That's on on television. Slope. Look at all the. Yeah. I mean, it's very it's a very clear point. Like Chris was saying, we're very desensitized to the finality of certain of our yeah. actions and what's happening around. Even at six years at old. Okay, but so it, we it, have to move on. We can't spend the whole time on this. I just thought this was an out. I, I'm just outraged by the entire thing. Um, Paper Doll says that's okay. I, I do I have one point mind. though, Stacey. I'm just anonymous. I'm sorry. I, I do have one point I want to make. I it was right. That kid went to that school with an intent to hurt the teacher. He might not have thought that she was going to die. He might not have even thought about her death, but he definitely went there intending to hurt that teacher. Premeditated. Yeah. He, he's he's got to have some sort of consequences for that, even if he's six. Yeah. Hey, I got it. Nice. It ain't going to be take away a PlayStation for a week. I'll tell right. you that. It ain't going to be take away your PlayStation for a week or anything like that. Or give me your iPad. It's going to so, be I something. Got one point. Wait a minute. That's the point I was trying to get across to y'all. There's nothing in place to handle this. Right. The parents are going to be gone. Right. Uh, for the most part, we're probably looking at a group home situation. Right. And counseling and everything else. And like this. There's I, I no precedence. A good outcome for this. Like, yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, the parent you know, has to be responsible for that gun. So she's going to have to. But it's a misdemeanor. And in Virginia, that's a misdemeanor. Uh, case of this high profile, uh, of this profile. No, I don't, I don't know about that, Stacey. Yeah, yeah, yeah I'm it about is to a say. Okay, Keith, what did you want to say, Keith? Well, I just want to say in this day and age, um, if a little boy, uh, six years old, says to his mom, I want to be a girl in California, that is by law okay, and the mom can't have anything to say about it. So I would say that they should be able to learn how to use a gun at that age. 
What? Man, this is like some some serious. Yeah, they should. Oh, like if a little boy, like matrix a little type boy of reflection. can make a so, decision that squirrel, he wants his gender. Squirrel. Why can't he make a decision as to uh, you know learning the safety? Can, uh, can a six-year-old actually go out and change his gender? Or does he just want just does he just think he's can a six-year-old pay a utility bill? What no, does that mean? They, so they can't go change your gender. <laughs> no, no, no. He, he's saying that they, they can choose right, their gender. Yeah, they can on. choose it, but I mean, I they, they can't do anything on. about it. Right, so, but you know what you know what I'm trying to say, Chris. I, I know you're a reasonable man. No, we don't I'm know what you're trying to say. If, yeah, I, I don't know what you're saying. Hey, we're talking about I'll this. Protect. Look at that squirrel over no, there. No, look. He's if the law right protects, around. if the law, Reflection. if the law protects a little boy who says he wants to be a girl, be, be, be and he can get away with it, well, not uh, the law, law Virginia. Be able to learn how to use a gun. No, the law That's should all. not protect the boy from saying he wants to be a girl. Is that what you're saying? But it does in California. Keith, why California. are you so fixated about? on gay people? In California, why is it that? Does. In California, I find that awfully peculiar. <laughs> All right, so I just want to say our thoughts and prayers. I'm going to show the screen. Go out to the teacher who was, according to um, uh, the police chief for that area, that teacher uh, got shot. Um, and she put her hand up as a defensive mechanism and mm. the bullet went through her hand and into her chest. But before she left, she made sure all her students had gotten out of the classroom, away from the other student with the gun. And she went into the administration room before she passed out and fainted. So she's the hero. Our thoughts wow. and prayers go out to her. She continues to recuperate. Um, and um, her name is Abigail Zwerner. And she's 25 years old, and you see, there's a picture of her. Man, what did I mean? What would have? What did the student? I mean, I, there's a lot of question marks about this. You know, how does a six-year-old? I, I know there are some six-year-olds that are very emotional and throw temper tantrums and everything, everything under the sun. I mm -hmm. get that, but what could a teacher have done for a student to go home, get a gun at six years old, and come in there? And it, it's it, it's just will be interesting as these things pan out to understand kind of the, the whole story here. And it's so a very I, tragic I, I story, know, we'll but it's like, it's messed up. So Steven, you have been out. We've been waiting for you and trying to let you talk. Are you able to comment on this? He's on the cover of men's health. <laughs> All right. So let's go to speaker of the house, McCarthy. Um, Nas, do you want to talk about what he was able to, uh, negotiate in order to become Speaker of the House, and and how long do you think his speakership will last? Well, I, I wouldn't say what he was able to negotiate. I would say what he was willing to accept, because right now there's a you know huge split between the, the factions in the GOP or the White Nationalist Party, as some people call it, and the White Nationalist faction, which is much bigger than what it used to be, now has a voice within that party, and some of their ridiculousness has to be uh, not only addressed, but it has to be respected within the party lines. So they're going to roll out this uh, this agenda that they have their, their eyes set on of things that don't actually mean anything. So again, we're back to the culture war moment. So this idea of uh, them going after the debt ceiling, they're going to, you know, put pressure on things are going to happen, but eventually the, the debt will be paid. We'll, we'll move on beyond that. But these other superficial things that they're putting out 
which will have to go to the Senate and then would have to be signed by Joe Biden. Like the, those things aren't going to happen, but they're going to roll them out there to kind of rally up the base. And as far as McCarthy, yeah, he's dead man walking. He's not going to be there long. It's not going to be effective. Uh, he had to give away all negotiating power just to win, uh, win, the, win the nomination. So, I mean, this is, this is clown territory we're in at this point. But again, uh, which faction in that Republican Party is going to win? Is it going to be the money or is it going to be the people who can easily rally the base with catchphrases and whatever thing they're angry about, you know, that day, whether it's Dr. Seuss or any other thing that they swear the liberal agenda is trying to destroy America. So, yeah, this, this is going to be a sad, sad situation to watch. But so a lot let of me, gridlock, not much government. Let me ask Stephen. Stephen, he was voted 14 times. He They voted. He couldn't win it. Um, he's going to block certain appointments of Democratic congressmen to uh, the certain seats, like Chris Sawwell from California, for instance. Um, they want to put him on an intelligence committee, but McCarthy says he cannot get a top secret clearance, so he's not even going to allow him to be on that intelligence committee. Um, how a it seems like McCarthy is there just to block things as opposed to being effective for the American agenda to push legislation. Um, we just lost um, Stephen, well, so that, let that me McCarthy? go and ask Keith. So Keith, how Keith, yeah. this question is for you. Uh, how effective can McCarthy govern with a threat over his head of being put out by any one member? Well, I think that's a good one. Uh, you know, Nancy Pelosi was not subject to anything, <laughs> not even a constitution. I mean, she just did whatever she wanted and she was a bully. Uh, but uh, McCarthy is not going to be able to be a bully. So for all of you who hate McCarthy, for whatever reason, you don't like him, um, he can't be a bully. His power is limited. And for all of you who might like McCarthy, uh, you may think that he's hindered uh, from doing what he's supposed to do. Well, let's all we can do is what, wait and see. Um, and as far as uh, the other guy goes that you mentioned, um, why wasn't he? Why couldn't he get clearance? I mean, who? That's the question. Why couldn't he get enough uh, the clearance that was required or what he needed? You see, McCarthy wasn't that clear. Why they couldn't get top secret clearance? Yeah. Well, he couldn't get the clearance because at one point. He was, um, they thought that he had some connections with some Chinese officials who were able to help him raise money for his campaign. And they also were able to place an intern in his office, even though the intern didn't have access to any, you know, top secret information. Um, they just felt as though uh, the Chinese were intelligence was getting a little too close to Congress. Well, uh, see, one, thing, one other thing, uh, let me just say this. Uh, but he didn't know. He didn't know that that okay. Chinese person was right. doing that. Well, as soon as he found out, he stopped communication immediately. Okay. Well, my final statement here is that uh, just remember this. Keep in mind, the Republicans have one standard. The Democrats have another. Everyone is held to a different standard as far as between Republicans and Democrats. So that's what uh, yeah, we- Can Margaret Taylor Green and can Lauren Barber, can they read? 
Yeah, so speaking of Margaret, Margaret Taylor Green, she's going to be um, payback Aguna from uh, for the Democrats putting Margaret Taylor Green off of committees. Will be what? What do you think? More dysfunction. I think you know it, it. It to see this play out the way it did in front of the American people in just a simple vote as selecting a Speaker of the House. This is someone to, to kind of rally the troops and to kind of drive the platform. And you saw all the concessions that McCarthy had to make and what you ended up with is one of the, the most weakest speaker <laughs> in the last couple hundred years. Right. So I, yeah, I get it. Um, there's a fraction within the Republican party that just likes dysfunction. They don't want to govern. And you saw what the end result of that is, is just going back and forth, nonsense votes, wasting American people's time. At the end of the day, you got to get things done. And for the next two years, there's nothing going to get done from the House. Now, there's to Nas's point, they're going to come up with some legislation, red meat. They're going to, I mean, you got inflation and stuff going on, but they want to investigate Hunter Biden's laptop and stuff like that. You're going to have a committee to investigate the January 6th committee that investigated the insurrection at the Capitol. So they're going to do a lot of things that are going to like just waste money. Up Congress, right? And for McCarthy, and see, this is the thing. You have a base within the Republican Party that just likes this function. So even if there's nothing done, because, again, ideally what you would want to do is, you know, work with the Democrats to pass some legislation at the people's house. You know, and the only reason why the Republicans have a majority right now is because of gerrymandering and redistricting and things like that. So Democrats, though, don't agree with a lot of the things that they do. You know, you can't have it all your way. You have to compromise. And for the core part of the Republican Party, compromising in and of itself makes you a Democrat, too. So it's a very small margin for error for McCarthy. You know, anytime that something comes up that one member of Congress doesn't like, they can bring a vote to the floor to impeach him. So it's like you don't need five. You don't need 10. You don't need any kind of coalition. You only need one person. And to Keith's point about Nancy Pelosi, the reason why the rules changed for her is because of what happened to John Boehner, right? And again, it's all about dysfunction. The people's house has to operate. You can't just sit here and just have this grievance politics. And for the last several years, the Republican Party's platform has been grievance politics. It hasn't been tax policy. It hasn't been defense spending. It hasn't been anything else but Hey, okay. I'm mad. I mean, the House yeah, Speaker. You're right. And, and yeah. poor, poor Boehner, man. They, they sent him out there with no agenda, just the idea of no. Just let's say no and entrench ourselves. Because the thing, but I mean, McCarthy got up there and said, we're going to have this last oh, wait point. a minute. We're going to have an anti-woke agenda. He said woke on the floor. Of the, I mean, what does that even mean? <laughs> the so woke Chris, means, let me, so, you know, so, this is what black let me people ask Chris. used back in the day to stay, to keep your head on the swivel. So you don't go into an area and you don't find yourself in a situation that you're not supposed to be in by following the Green Book, right? But the House Speaker came out there and said, hey, we're going to take back our schools and stuff like that. He said that on the floor of the House. So that means grievance politics for the next two years, at least. All right. So, Chris, let me ask you, um, we're going to, I'm going to move on. I want to move on to the North American Summit. And I want to talk about how President Biden, uh, President um, from Canada, uh, what's his name? Trudeau. Trudeau. Trudeau and the president from Mexico are meeting and talking about immigration, but they found uh, classified documents in President Biden's closet 
at his University of Pennsylvania office. Yep. They weren't supposed to do their, do that. What's the difference between what happened with Trump and what happened with him? Uh, I don't think there's any difference, quite honestly. Uh, he, he's going No, I don't. I think he's going to get it as just, just as bad as Trump got it when they found those documents in Trump's office. That's how bad they're going to go after Joe Biden. And it's only fair. Well, wait a minute now. Let's just what use were the, the little documents common they, sense. What was the circumstances? Okay. Documents that were turned in. So that, oh. that's the difference between the two. One yeah, there's took the a... documents. They demanded them back. He didn't give them back. He kept them. And he had more than what they thought. The other one uh, appears to have taken some documents and self-reported and agreed to turn the documents back in. So, so first off, it's wrong for him to take the document. It's wrong for anyone to take yeah. classified documents. They don't belong to them. They belong to the U.S. government. But first off, you know, when it talks about not, let me ask you, Nas, when you talk about. Yeah, I don't believe that. And, and then I'll get to the God. Nas, when, when you talk about him taking those documents, that was wrong, first off. Yes. And then Trump, for instance, said he declassified them on his own. I don't think Trump can just declassify them on his own, there is a process of a president yes. declassifying documents, correct? Yes, there is. But but again, the fundamental... What is the process? This one appears to be... What is the process? And that's why they process, self-reported yeah. and turned it in, what is, even though they knew a hellstorm was going to come, because no matter what, they got to get punished for this, and Biden is going to take it much worse on this, because the idea was you, you made the other guy out to be such this evil guy exactly. taking stuff exactly. and now you get caught in a, in not a not similar fashion you did was it biden that did that though what, what's going on did biden oh, order trump to be attacked or something percent. he's gonna yeah he's gonna face severe backlash on this and i actually don't trust uh most news agencies and most reporters on social media and everything else to handle the story correctly it'll be presented as it was just the same thing. So that's where it's going to be. Okay. Gonna Cousin Todd. Oh, Jesus. Okay. Well, this is what Stacy's cousin just said. It's the same thing. Okay. Aguna. Go ahead. Sorry. This is what Stacy's cousin just said. It's the same thing when it's not. Nowhere near the same thing. And What's the difference? To say that, well, Nas just went through it, but I'll do it again for you, Trump supporter. When no, I'm not you, a Trump supporter. <clears throat> Okay, well, you sure I'm just, like a, I'm, just a, I'm just a realist. Okay. You, you can be a real I'm going to give you the difference now. Here's the difference. Hey, you left the White House with hundreds of documents. Okay. You took them to Mar-a-Lago. Who? Who? You got to name who these people are that are doing this. Well, I'm talking to intelligent people now. Listen. <laughs> so they took them to Mar-a-Lago. That right there was wrong. Uh, and these are multiple documents. Biden had 10. And he didn't have to be subpoenaed to give them back. He didn't have to, they didn't beg him to give them back for over a year like they did Trump. And when he gave them back, Trump pretended he gave them all back. I got nothing else. That was not true. So who self-reported? Did Joe Biden call up the, the White you, House off, government office and say, hey, I got this document? my story? So I'm yeah. telling you the difference. Now you're going to ask me another question. No, so I'm, I'm just saying. hear the difference. Do you recognize now that there is a difference? No. 
Okay, that's because you cut ten documents versus hundreds of documents. Not well, only that, I mean, not I only that, that in of itself is a delta. He pretended unless they found another ninety all, documents. He pretended to give them all back, and he didn't. This is why the FBI raided his uh, house. Yeah, so, they gave Trump an out. They were asking. They were trying to keep it on the hush. Right, but he just wouldn't give them back. And so, so when I don't he think didn't it was give, so this is again not the same, and you can understand that now. I think. So when you pretend to give them all back and I have no more, then you get raided and then you see all the documents there. There's you believe difference. Joe Biden self-reported all the documents that he I'm not, had? You're switching the question again. No, I'm asking, do, do you believe that he reported no, all the documents? We were talking about the difference. I don't Acknowledge think the difference. Yeah, I mean, uh, and then what are the documents? You know, if, if, if there's a matter of national security, is they just classified with level of secret? This is why you know, I think he's a Trump supporter, because whenever you get them on the ropes, they tell you about the weather in China. Well, now, look, well, the is thing it is, sunny I mean, in China? If, if it's today, secret versus top secret versus the, the level of current national should not have. Yeah. This is from his term as vice president. They were at his think tank. And again, when his people found them, they did the self-reporting and turned the stuff back in. Now, if you're saying, well, maybe they got some more if they're hiding. Like, I I mean, why would they do that when one of their biggest political, I guess you could say, uh, hammers was going to be hammering the Trump coalition about the documents. They're doing the same thing. It's in their interest to turn it back. Well, I mean, I don't know. I think they got caught. We need some more information. It needs to be, I do believe there needs to be an investigation, but I do think it's a oh, false equivalent. Now we're just saying documents. There are secret documents. Yeah. And now, what are the documents? What, what, what were the circumstances around it? Was there well, negligence involved? What type of negligence? <laughs> when, when, you when, you wait, when you leave the White House, you get certain do- you get a certain amount of documents that you can take with you for either your library, your think tank, or whatever you want to put them in. You know, you get documents. But that doesn't mean all of the documents were cleared. Somebody made a mistake somewhere, and I, I got a I got a feeling there's going to be somebody who's set up to take the fall. My name yeah, is John. Of course, in all these situations, John King taking a letter <laughs> from Kim Jong Un. Joe Biden's not like somebody's going to go down. There's okay, things so- that the National Archive wanted. That Trump said, "No, these are mine. I want to keep this love letter to Kim Jong Un. <laughs> I want to keep all these things. You can't have them back." And it's like, no, well, he didn't go through the process because he's, he's great the great dictator. That's, it's a false equivalent to say that uh, a paperwork era is the same as someone trying to hoard documents from his from his regime kind of thing. So I, okay, I don't so, think, I do think there needs to be some type of level of understanding before we just say, hey, there's just right, documents. Right, right. documents. Let, me, let me say this real, real quick, Stacey, and, and, and get out the way. The only, th- the only issue with, with this is this, this is actually a scandal. This is not which is a scandal. Which is a scandal. Biden's is a scandal. This is this is legitimately a scandal. It has to be investigated. You know, here's the thing, because a mistake was made. And no matter what anyone says, this is unlawful. Somebody's got There's a difference between a scandal and an investigation. I do think the investigation is warranted. Not the things the right whips up to make their base mad. Like this is but, a but I don't I, I don't consider that a scandal. I think that there, there was something was violated, a violation happened, and you need to investigate. A scandal is like all this massive cover up and all this other stuff. You're you write a report and then you try to change it and not that's a scandal. Uh the, a, a disclosure or uncovering of something that happened warrants an investigation. 
But again, this is like of all the stuff that's going on right now. <laughs> now, all of a sudden, we're sensitive to documents before. You know how many if we go back historically, even with the Trump Mar-a-Lago situation. It wouldn't have been such a big deal if Trump if didn't try to keep the documents. Yeah. They would have covered it up and moved on with it. They they gave him lots of opportunities to turn that in. But because he didn't, and it became a scandal because it was covered up and all this other stuff, now you have people I agree. Right I agree with that. Hey, you know what? You know, look at his documents. Look what aboutism. What aboutism takes control when at the end of the day, this is all about nothing. I do think there needs to be an investigation. Yeah. There should be some level because of the optics of it. But right. again, it's not the same. If it's but a it, document but, versus but a document or whatever. But that, you haven't convinced the Trump supporters that it's not the same thing. Even Stacey's cousin is still saying. He's going to get punished the same way that, that Donald no, Trump did. He's going to get it the just as bad. The question Donald, is, what happened to Trump? Nothing happened to him. Nothing's going to happen to Joe Biden either. Right. Oh God! It's a false case. equivalent to say, "Hey, he has documents. He got documents." Okay, that that's a false equivalent. I don't know. It's a false equivalent. In America, go to Breitbart, go to whatever other right wing thing you want to go to, and that's going to be the lead thing on oh, the front God. page. Absolutely. That's going to be the lead thing yeah. on all their social Let's media. So because... the momentum behind this is going to be huge, and it's going to look similar. So let me, let me ask you a question: you know, if, if Joe Biden has a rally at the Capitol, and he gets voted out, and then marches on it. You just waste. How much? Nothing. How much time did the Democrats waste investigating Donald Trump with those documents? That's ex that's exactly how much time right. the Republicans are going to waste investigating Joe Biden with documents. What did they do? What did they do? Nothing. They did absolutely nothing. It was the Justice Department, right? And then yeah, lie. It was Justice Department. Your opinion about bringing them back? They lie about having them. No, that's not. So if you look at the screen, you see I don't think that President, be a committee investigation on this. You and see they're, they're going to probably try to bring a vote of impeachment against Joe Biden because of this. Oh, they, they <laughs> definitely. Oh, they definitely. They're going to try to impeach Joe Biden because of these documents. All right. So if you look at the screen, you see President Biden, President Labrador, and, and Prime Minister Trudeau. Um, six minutes ago, this is uh, Biden in Mexico, update by the NewYorkTimes.com. And what they are discussing, among other things, is, and I'm showing you this tab, Biden administration prepares more measures to curb border crossings, keeping migrants from journeying to the U.S. Uh, Keith, you're out there in California. Is the summit going to be uh, very pr uh, productive for uh, Trudeau and Biden as they try to keep migrants from journeying to the U.S. keep the drug trade uh, keep the drug trade down. Fentanyl is like a top killer for Americans with this drug trade, and on top of that, they all Mexico also secured uh, the son of what's his name, the big drug dealer. El Chapo. El Chapo. No, El Chapo's Chapo. son. They did get his, they did retain and his son, but we're still Americans and, and Canadians or other people are still dying all over the world from fentanyl. They're trying to shut this down. Will it be able to start with the migrants at the border, Keith? Well, we'll find out. I mean, again, we, we're all speculating. That's all we can do. I see that 
Biden, all he has to do is follow his former bosses, uh, just follow uh, Obama. Obama was supposedly the uh, commander in chief that uh, did more deportation. Yep. He deported more than anybody. That's all he has to do. That's all he has to do is uh, readopt his policy. <laughs> you know, well, I mean, well, that, that, that doesn't Trump solve policy. anything, though. I hope you guys know that. He's doing the same stuff Trump was doing. To catch a release. I, I, I said that last week. Stuff. He's doing all that same stuff. I hope y'all know that. Mm -hmm. You're saying Biden is doing that same stuff, Nas? Yes. They're still running a lot of that Trump doctrine stuff. The old Stephen Miller stuff. They're still doing a lot of that. Okay. Um, uh, uh, Aguna? It, see, the problem with this whole border situation is no one, everyone wants to complain and no one's bringing any tangible solutions. You know, you see what... Um, Governor Abbott down there in Texas is doing, sending migrants to people's houses and different sanctuary cities. But they're not sitting there saying, they're complaining about the federal government not helping, but they're not really offering up solutions. And building a wall is not a solution, you know, because you got to build it, you got to maintain it, you know, and then there's other things. These are migrants. So yeah. it's not, it's a little bit different. There are layers to this problem. It's different between migrants who turn themselves in willingly and are Do you have a wall for, around your your property? They're looking. They're looking to. They're looking to get into into the unit. It's actually legal for them to come to the United States border, give themselves up willingly, and wait for their hearing. That's not illegal immigration. That's actually part of the process. The problem is the process is doesn't work effectively. I'm a private citizen, Keith. You always do that deflection tactic. It's not the same. We got a three thousand mile long border. Why Tell not? me in the history of the world when Why a wall not? has Work. If somebody right, wants the wall Chris, in England, the Great have, Wall of China, I none of them work. To, and don't compare that little fence in in uh, Israel to the to the Great Wall of China. It's not the same thing. It's hundred right miles versus three thousand miles. Do the math. Chris, it doesn't yeah. work. Leave or be shot. And that's what I have the right to do. Protect uh, Niles was right. Uh, he's basically doing the same thing that that uh, President Trump is doing. And like you said, Obama deported more migrants than any president in the history of the United States. They're doing the same thing. They're just dressing up and calling it something different. Something's got to be done. As far as what the solution is, I don't know. Okay. But the solution can't be to let people don't sit there and say, I'm going to shoot migrants. That's that's what No, but, but Aguna, is the solution to keep letting people come in? Yes. No, the solution, stop? I, I can come up with several no. solutions. I got to have the technology. Uh, so cousin Todd, I think these people don't want to be citizens. They want to come okay. here for jobs. Are you aware of a guest worker program? Oh incentivize them to go to their and country. And the ranchers, are, they are killing livestock. Okay. Now I'm talking solutions and they, they don't want to hear it. Right, that's you right. Ask me I, about solutions, me, I'm telling you solutions and no one wants to hear it. I didn't mute didn't you. Okay. Basically. Now, all right, let me say this. Oh, thanks for the, throwing me under the bus. <laughs> The yes, Republicans. That's right. I muted you, Aguna. I, want, I, want I, to I get you. muted when I start talking common because sense. I, I was trying to get Todd in to talk. I will give no. you an opportunity to talk, but let's get Todd in. Okay, he's going to say Serena, and then he's going to go to this. Mm -hmm. um, the Republicans don't want a solution because they know they can keep conning people like Stephen and Keith and sometimes Stacey's cousin into believing the Democrats are horrible. They're letting everybody in. But where did you originally come from? He's your cousin too, isn't he? No. 
Oh, okay. So, cousin Todd is All on right. my mother's side okay. of the family. Y'all said that too quick. And cousin Chris <laughs> is on my father's side of the family. Oh, okay. But isn't that like distant cousins? No. Don't you consider that distant cousins? My father and her father. Is that like kissing cousins? Not like Listen kissing cousins. Aguna distant cousins. Doing the Keith thing, the Trump supporter thing. We're talking a serious issue here. Okay, sorry. Okay, you, all right. Go ahead. The family reunion is over. Go ahead, cousin Ty. <laughs> so the Republicans deliberately keep this crap going on without any solutions. Absolutely. Never had a solution, but they know it riles people like Trump supporters up money. and pits Americans against the world. Keep them out, except if they're white, then let them in. But if they're colored at all, keep them. Out. What are you you letting them all come in? All right. And so, it's amazing that colored people say that about what? other colored people. So let me what? hear from Aguna really quickly. What is your solution? Why don't you Aguna? go back to Africa? Well, <laughs> so part of it is, you know, they you know, people are against them coming in because they think they're going to become Democrats and stimulate and all this. So <laughs> I heard that. That's a silly idea, but I've, I've heard that before. That's oh, about, about, um, yeah, them becoming Democrats, knowing yeah. that the majority of Hispanics uh, are Catholic. They're very anti-abortion. They're very, yeah. they're not about yeah. homosexuality rights. And they're, they're very conservative if you, mm -hmm. if you know culturally what's coming. But here's the thing. So one, they don't necessarily want to become American citizens. They want to work and make money, right? So they want to contribute to the economy here, which, by the way, in certain parts of the economy, we need people. We need migrants. And I'm not going to call it slave labor or anything like that, but there is a demand for their labor mm -hmm. in certain industries. Especially so in California. Yeah. a guest worker program, right? You put together a robust one where they have to apply for it at the country of origin. You do allow for some type of movement here where, you know, you're trying to avoid like the drug trafficking and all this other stuff that's going on. So it's a, a multiple approach. You have to address that issue with the cartels, but you also have to incentivize people to actually come into the U.S. the correct way. And at the same time, you have to address the judge's situation where you're having these hearings where you're actually trying to un unclog the bottleneck that people who come here and try to apply legally run into. Therefore, they try to skip the line. So you got to do a, a number of things. Uh, a guest worker program, update the immigration process. Uh -huh. You know, then you also have to. Aguna, put are they boots to... behind you? Are those boots behind me? No. What are you uh, talking about? That looks like a, a pair of boots. What are you talking about? My what are you no, back down, down. It looks like a pair of boots. Okay, you interrupted him for that. I deliberately right. yeah, did that. No, that was whatever. I, I'm not falling for it, Todd. I'm not falling for the banana in the tailpipe. But okay? they do you look can't... like boots behind you. Do you see what I mean? Move your, okay, we're not falling. We're moving file. on. We're running well, out of time. That's, we have that's to a file. That's table. a file. It's not boots. Okay. I know we you have like to start the color and everything. Table. We're running out of town. We're running out of time. Um, anyway, so there are some solutions. The problem is it's been politicized so much that people are raising money off of saying that the Biden administration is not doing, saying that they're they're not being inhumane. People are making a lot of money off of just the visceral around the topic. So you're not going to have a solution that's really going to be effective because everything we're talking about, you know, as far as putting more security on the border and securing the border through a physical fortification, that's a Band-Aid. The policy problem is the issue. And there are a lot more people coming in illegally through other means than there are across the border. I mean, people come in and overstay their visas more so than they do, especially the ones that are giving themselves up. You know, they're trying. And again, the system is broken. 
So how do you expect people to abide by a system that we can't even can't even okay, run thank for, you. right? Mm -hmm. All right, well, so um, go ahead, Nas. Did you want to say something, Nas? I'll get out the way real quick. Just three things. First thing, stop propping up right-wing dictators in Central and South America uh, who force uh, their, their citizens right. to look for better, greener pastures uh, because life is so dire and dangerous. And also, you have country. to revisit some of these uh, world trade treaties like NAFTA and GATT, which dump products yeah, in, those, uh, in those countries to where there are people who used to live off subsistence farming and other you know local jobs don't have work anymore because the foreign exports ruin all of their markets. And lastly, the idea that we need to chase down everybody who comes over the border as opposed to saying to the businesses who hire them, no, you will not be able to pay people uh, below minimum wage uh, wages in order to make more profits. You're going to have to pay people a living wage and you will not be able to use that labor. If you're caught, you will lose your license to do business in the state. Okay, I agree well, with that. I, I I agree with one thing, Nas, is that most people don't want to leave their country. People don't want to leave their homes to go somewhere else. Wouldn't you rather stay home, Aguna, Keith, Chris, Cousin Todd? You don't want to leave the United States in your home and go to another country. You want to stay in your home. Most people around the world do. But you also want to make money, right? You want to make money. So if I'm not making money in my house, I'm gonna go somewhere I can make. I'm Nigerian. That's what we do. We go where the money is. Hell out of people sell it, sell it to us for cheap, and then they got gangs in the streets and and cartels running them. You know that's what happens. Yeah. Mexico is almost a narco state anyway. Okay, uh, we're gonna do our roundtable. We're out of time, so we're gonna start with. We're gonna start with Keith. Um, and then we're going to go to um, Chris, then um, Nas, Aguna, and Cousin Todd. Our roundtable will be um, with the uh, GOP governor uh, says the January 6th committee should disqualify former President Trump from holding office. Um, I'm going to show it on the screen. Uh, we'll, I just want you to... Uh, agree or disagree, Governor Asia Huck Hutchinson reiterated on Sunday that he preferred a different GOP presidential <clears throat> candidate in 2024 who was not former President Trump. Telling ABC Week that January 6th should disqualify Trump from holding office. Um, so let's start if you can see that screen, let's start with uh, Keith. Agree, disagree? I disagree um, because January 6th, which, of course, they deleted the uh, phrase, but Trump mentioned to the people that followed him. He said, uh, let's go. We need to go to the Capitol and do it peaceably. And he uh, advocated for peace. He did not advocate for guns. If people people have guns, uh, it was mentioned on this uh show that uh, many Americans have guns. If they had wanted to go down and really do an insurrection and hurt people and kill people, they would have had their guns. But I talked to some Just of the people. Because you're I, failing know, something I know people, I know people who did, who were down there. I know people, a friend of I'm mine sure I, you do. was there. And uh, she said there were no guns. They were instigating. The police were throwing tear gas at us. And uh, we did not I have all them. both of the officers that were there that is exactly what <laughs> they was were going breaking on. the law. And uh, Nancy Pelosi uh, withdrew oh, the police. Go.
The Capitol Police were hardly there. Nancy Pelosi does not have that authority. On the inside. Exactly. Why are you even bringing her up? Simple Facebook memes, though. Like, you got to read a little more of this. This is all a farce. And uh, for a GOP governor, he must be the kind of GOP uh, Republican that maybe Aguna is. But he is not a real conservative. Here we go with the labeling. Okay. Let's label her. Thank you. Chris. Someone tried to overthrow the government. Uh, I think I think what happened on January 6th is exactly what Donald Trump wanted to happen. He is responsible for it. He ended up becoming an embarrassment to the Republican Party, and that's why they don't want him to run it. They want to make sure that he's as far away from the next election as possible, him and anybody who thinks like him. He's responsible for it because this, this is what he wanted. He got exactly what he asked for. Chaos. Uh, Nas. I mean, Chris just laid it out perfectly, but I'll just add this. Uh, when you see a governor step out of line like this in a way that people previously would have been afraid of a Trump tweet, a Trump nickname or whatever, uh, that lets me know the money in the GOP is talking. And some people are really ready to go and move on to DeSantis or whoever uh, else they think is, is ready to run. But, uh, yeah, it's time to put the old man out to pasture. That's what it sounds like. He's, he's, he's definitely served his purpose. Anytime you have a former president of the United States making a grand announcement to sell trading cards. I'm talking about trading cards like you would see on an infomercial. This NFT guy, cards, yeah. I mean, why are we even taking him seriously? And Keith, for you to sit there and say, okay, you know, let's not move on from him and then just go in this diatribe about January 6th. We got, let's just look at his platform. What will a Okay, Aguna, you can't go. We got to stop. We're out of time. I'm just gonna, I'm not, I'm just gonna, let me finish my point. A Trump administration in 2024, what is that really going to be about? And what is that going to bring to the American people that, you know, no other candidate is going to be? He wasn't qualified to run in 2016. He got in there because the, the GOP didn't have a platform. They had a they had a huge field. You're he, talking he, through he Todd's angry. time. So now in 2024, do we really need to go back to that? And what did he really do? So at the end of the day, whether or not the insurrection happened or not, He's just not a qualified candidate to be president. He followed the Constitution. He followed the Constitution. Every president follows the Constitution. Shut up. Shut up. We do it. Everybody follows the Constitution. Okay. Sound bites make no sense. This um, notion of he didn't do anything January 6th, he knew those people were armed with guns because his people told him they were. He allowed them to do that anyway. The The Secret Service said they were. And so uh, to send those people to do that, and then once the violence started, he did nothing to stop it. He watched it and did nothing. So for those reasons alone, he should be unfit to be president ever again, to run for any office. Police officer shot an unarmed woman. Thank you. She was a threat, man. Got she was you. a threat. We she was in an unauthorized grateful. area. Unarmed. Okay, we're grateful no, she was armed. She was armed. Breaking down the doors to get into the you know, I mean, again, you're going in there with a bunch of VIPs. Who are first responders and you don't know who in you our got. communities. You, you get we make taken our out. lives livable. Thank you, thank you, thank you to our men and women of the military U.S. military for all that you do and sacrificing your life so that we are free to say whatever we do on the show, we are forever indebted. On behalf of Aguna, show your shirt, Aguna. Go birds. She was a threat and she got eliminated. Don't break the law next time. The Nigerian moderate Republican, Keith 
a constitutional conservative. That's my not the flag in California. Chris, on my father's side, Nas, we really appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us. Shout out to Verizon for keeping Steven's phone out of the conversation. Good job. <laughs> I miss his weekly meltdown. We didn't have it this time. <clears throat> and my cousin Todd on my mother's side. Yeah, you, mm, mm. Thank you. <laughs> Todd and his turtleneck. Oh my gosh. For joining Good us. Boy. Watch us on Twitch, Twitter, YouTube. Like and subscribe. Check out our Instagram page. Watch us on Stephanie Stallworth's The Flow Network. Oh, you guys Man. keep us on our toes. We'll see. I thought Cousin Todd, I thought Cousin Todd was spelled with a Z. And hopefully we can get a sound by the kid talking about six-year-olds and guns. Because that sound we gotta train six-year-olds to Isn't that crazy? <laughs> Yeah. Only then, only then, my friend. Good night. Have a good night, y'all. Oh, Keith, and Keith didn't have his partner in crime. So this is why.